Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. And welcome to the Eat Sleep Elite Repeat Podcast. This is your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the man of the hour that opens up and feels the power, Notley Charlie. Let's go! Sorry. There's a song that starts. Oh like, my god, oh. the mic worked this time. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Everybody, we're getting a little bit of technical difficulties to start off, but it's not anything worse than we got last week. Woof. Anyway, um, I didn't even put out a tweet about that. That's how pissed I was. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week, guys, we we were recording a show, and the podcast software we use completely shut down. Literally. Errors. So yeah, uh, we just said fuck it, and we got three shows coming at you this weekend. So. Were you uh, awake when, um, I don't know what time it was, it was like one or two in the morning when like every website went down the other day on like last last weekend or something like that? Like <laughs> I actually wasn't. <laughs> there was like, I was in the middle of doing a live stream on a website. I won't say what website, but I was live streaming there. And um, Lizard Squad. Uh, and um, uh, all of a sudden, all the websites we were using to view content just went down. It was like an internal, internal server error or something like that. And everything yeah. went down. And I was just like scrolling well, through youtube because it was the only thing that was working but anyway <laughs> just um, like well uh gg like, well yeah we can't watch the content we were trying to watch so let's go watch something somewhat close to that i guess but anyway um but yeah i, I also it's just ran right over myself like, they also call me the digital slayer the duke i'm the digital phantom also known as the duke of derbs how's it going everybody um this is the eat sleep elite repeat podcast and uh forbidden door week charlie just uh yeah man. first of all First of all, really insanely good wrestling this week, as you would expect. But yeah, like, go ahead. I, I don't want to just trample over what you were about to say. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm I'm excited for this, even though I think there's been a bit of a forbidden door curse when it comes to injuries, because we're about to record this. The and door is truly forbidden for some. Yeah, literally, as we're about to record this, Hiromu Takahashi has a fever and he can't he can't get on the plane to come to the states, so he's out. Like. I, I, I just it's never ending i guess so i suppose for, if you guys are catching this and then catching our forbidden door predictions after or if you've just listened to the forbidden door predictions and are listening to this now you know where we're going with that and i mean hey holy shit man uh, <coughs> i think this is going to be a fun show to break down 12 men oh, absolutely kind of nuts but yeah i i think they did a good job building this up given the circumstances right I want to go back to something that we said forever ago, too, which you brought up to me, which I wasn't even thinking about when they first announced this show, which was that hopefully we don't just get a bunch of like random tag team matches and matches that don't really yeah. have any stakes, no titles on the line. We have the exact opposite of that. We have four people, two AEW, two New Japan going for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I mean, that is on paper, it sounds un, un, unfathomable like six months ago, you know? Not that they couldn't be yeah. in that match, but because, that it would be on an AEW show that was also being put on by New Japan, and it would be for the major, there would be stars from both promotions competing for all of the major titles except for the Women's Championship, but there's not any women in New Japan, so it doesn't matter, you know? Um, but, like, I mean... And, and if they were doing someone from stardom, hey, Tony Khan could just say Tony Storm was in stardom, so there you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Tony Zomer has expressed interest in going back to stardom. So that maybe there, maybe that's even more why, but there you go. So, but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, uh, just with so much insane stuff on tap, uh, and there's so much to talk about from this episode or this episode, uh, these episodes, I suppose I should say of dynamite rampage, dark and dark elevation. 
Um, we'll get into all of that in just a moment. But first, uh, there's a couple of orders of business to take care of. At the top, first of all, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E on Twitter. And you can follow Charlie at oh, Charlie with an X instead of an A. Now, um, make sure whatever podcast platform you're listening to this, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode of ESE. And uh, also you can leave a five-star Frog Splash review on because uh, now I don't even care because now we're gimmick infringement. Now I'm now I'm Taz. Now now everything is gimmick infringement on me, <laughs> um, including Taz. Taz, your gimmick infringement is now gimmick infringement on me. All right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and uh, so, uh, yeah. So that being said, though, uh, with all of the side business taken out of the way, check out the Soaking Entertainment YouTube channel as well. Big Brother coverage, I'm sure, coming down the pipe. Um, or it might already even be started. I don't know. We're in the middle of the summer, so. But um, anyway, uh, let's get into what we liked this week, Charlie, because we always like to talk about what we liked on this show first. Oh yeah. Uh, which this week, it's I believe you said it's odds, right, or is it evens? I don't yep. remember which and one I'm it's on. Technically it's odds, because uh, we covered our favorites last week, but I guess in the canon of uh, ESE, it didn't count. So yeah, no, that that you're episode, up first it's like here a, this week. It's like a dark taping of uh, yeah, of, right? of elevation that never gets shown. Uh, it doesn't. It didn't actually happen until it happens later, like six months down the road, and everybody's gear and gimmick looks wrong. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, for me this week, there was a, a lot of really, really, really good wrestling. Um, and we'll talk about that throughout the course of this episode of the podcast. But for me, one of my favorite wrestlers at AEW came back last week. And to make the save and that was orange cassidy and this week we got a match that i was so excited for when they announced it last week which was orange cassidy and rapongi vice rapongi vice taking on will osprey and aussie open um they opened it up with some really nice striking to start things off there was a really interesting spot i wasn't sure if all three rapongi vice and orange cassidy were involved because what they did okay so this is what aussie open and will osprey did they were all like sort of in the ring and um, maybe doing like a pose off or something. And they grabbed them all by the feet and did like the sort of drag them out of the ring spot. I think they dragged all three of them and then shoved all three of them and did like sort of the meeting of the minds thing. Am I wrong? I think that's what happened, but I could no, be wrong. It could have just been two of them. Um, either way, you guys get the idea of the spot I'm talking about here. I thought that was really interesting. I hadn't seen that before. Um, love me a good triple dive spot. You know what I mean? If, if people are oh, yeah. all three dive making dives, you know, I'm going to love it. Um, the, the vibe I got from this match, and I was telling you this before the show, was that it reminded me of the Ring of Honor tag division a whole lot, which I was also saying, I think this could actually be a pretty good look at in, you know, in, in six months or something whenever Ring of Honor is back on TV. Um, I would love it if Aussie Open is a part of that Ring of Honor tag, tag group. Traditionally, New Japan heavyweight tag team champion contenders, which I would assume Aussie Open are going to be, um, if they're not already, uh, or at least junior tag team competitors are certainly always involved in the Ring of Honor tag division. So I would be shocked. Right, United Empire do. currently has the, the heavyweights and the junior heavyweight tags. So oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, their whole faction does. So yeah, I mean, like, so there you go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's uh, like perfect example. Let's let's let's. Bring these guys to Ring of really Honor. good too. So I, I would love to see them be featured in a major tag division. I mean, clearly they're probably going to be in AEWs because I mean we all know how um, FTR are literally the number one contender is constantly, but never get a title shot. Um, anyway, um, the whole match itself, I wrote down in my notes, it just went off super super hot. It was uh, it was just like it was funny because 
if you look at how Dynamite started, we opened up with like back to back promos. Both both of them worked for what they needed to do, right? Um, oh yeah. I can't actually can't wait to talk about the promo right before this match, but um, but this match being after a couple of segments where we didn't have any wrestling, it got the show the juices of or whatever you want to call it of the show like going. This caught the crowd going hot, and it carried throughout the rest of the show. Which is how you're supposed to start off a wrestling show. You know, you started it off with a little bit of a disappointment. Then you got a nice little sort of building that back up. I mean, this was just structured super well. And then you got this really insane tag match. And you know me, I love my my trios Jones, as uh, Taz called it on Dark this week. Um, you know, uh, yeah. And then uh, what, what were your thoughts on this match, Charlie? I just, I, yeah, I man, really enjoyed it. AEW and their six-man tags honestly sometimes never fail to impress me. And it's, this was just another example, man. I mean... Orange Cassidy got all his bits in, and I think they all worked out really well every single time that he did. Um, I Again, Aussie Open, very impressed by them week to week. And Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, every single time he looked at Orange Cassidy, you believed that he was pissed off and wanted to kill the guy. Genuinely. So... I thought I the orange times Orange Cassidy is literally being serious. Like, you fucked with his friends, and now he's pissed, you know? So he's yeah, going to come and, after your and ass. I thought, technically... Again, technically, Orange Cassidy, a part of Chaos. So there's a little bit of that there, too, because there was that feud between United Empire and Chaos a while back, was there not? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, currently there's one, but I'm saying, like, as, like, a faction in New Japan. Um, yeah, so. and that's kind of what we're going on here. So, yeah, he, the Orange Punch was hit on Fletcher by Orange Cassidy for the win, and I think it worked very well. And just, I guess, since it's a part of the same segment here, after the match, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn came out, attempted to jump OC and Rapungi Vice, and FTR make the slate, make the save. So, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about more that. United Empire, and I'm loving what the United Empire is bringing to Forbidden Door. It, it feels, it feels big. So, yeah, I'm thinking to like CM Punk making the save, but then like whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, like oh, can you imagine the eight man they would have had? Uh, anyway, um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we would have definitely had Will Ospreay and CM Punk in a tag match at some point in the build-up oh, to this. That would have been amazing. But that takes but... me to my favorite, which you had the opening match of, of Dynamite, and I have the opening match of Rampage. And that's probably uh, not a surprise to anyone that's been uh, following our show here for a little bit. Uh, Andrade versus Ray Phoenix, dude. I mean, this this fucking delivered. A little bit of the backstory of this match is uh, neither of these guys can wrestle at Forbidden Door because of the CMLL and AAA kind of politics going on. And we, we got into that a little bit last week actually no we didn't because the show wasn't there we yeah. we, we did get literally into it. i think what we were talking about when the show ended i'm not <laughs> yeah. even kidding like we we did get into it but it was uh there's no canon of it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say that <laughs> our shows that don't don't get there was recorded. an incursion and we and there's so it collided yes. in that universe doesn't there was count a fucking incursion um but yeah so andrade cannot wrestle at forbidden door and neither can the lucha brothers so what does tony do go out there and have a fucking killer match and they did um Andrade and these I mean there's so many moments we can go to whether it's the three amigo spots whether it's Andrade and his pants ripping and <laughs> I mean right I had to, I had to fucking say it I had to say it Andrade gets and Andrade. some new fucking pants bud yeah those pants fucking Yankees fan uh, someone on commentary mentioned Andrade had armor because of how big his chest is and that really stuck with me 
Dude, his chest does look like it would if you hit him, it wouldn't hurt him. It would hurt, but like it wouldn't. Right? It would. It would absorb it. Like and like, yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean, whether the, the story these guys told at the end here, you got the managers getting involved, and okay, of course, Jose rips his shirt off. Give me that match. I need the manager match because we. <laughs> the thing is, people were making jokes, but we know they can both wrestle. We've seen it. Like, yeah, and and so basically, I mean, there's so many spots we could go through, but they're slugging it out. Phoenix hits the diving Spanish fly, and that's when Jose gets the foot on the gets Andrade's foot on the rope. The tablet gets busted out. Aubrey makes a big scene. And I know a lot of people, the people that don't like Aubrey, they don't like her for reasons like this. They feel like she steals the show. And, you know, that's a whole fucking rabbit hole we're not going to get into right now. Pers- you know, but hey, you can have your opinions on refs, right? I guess. But Andrade takes, he f- gets Phoenix in the eyes, hits him with a drop kick. Phoenix comes back, sends Andrade to the corner. I mean, they're just going nuts. And basically, long story short, Roosh comes out of nowhere, hits a low blow on Phoenix, tosses Phoenix back in the ring. Andrade plants Phoenix for the DDT with the one, two, three. So we get their announcement of their group. It's, uh, it's, I, I, for some reason don't have it written down. So I'm trying to remember it, but. Oh yeah. It's like, it's it's basically a rib on the LIJ that they used while Andrade was wrestling, uh, with the new Japan stuff as La Sombra. So yeah. Um, this is, I mean, clearly the stuff wasn't working with uh, the Andrade family office. So yeah, so they're we're just gonna it. It. It's it's gonna be the same group, I would imagine, right? Like essentially, but starting it off with Rush and Andrade, now it feels top tier, and now it feels bigger. I hope they keep Private Party because I really like the four of them. To, like, I really like the four of them together as a group, and I don't know if they need to keep. But I like Butcher and Blade getting just a tag run. But you know where I'm thinking we could do this, man. Rush and Andrade versus uh, the Lucha Brothers. Let's let's get that on one of these upcoming Dynamite specials. Dude, that's how you give me the freaking manager match. But anyway, um, uh, and give it, make it some like advantage. Like make, make, make there be some sort of giant eight man tag, and there's a stipulation on it, and give maybe like a five to four advantage by the manager that wins, and the manager is just the one they put in there because they didn't have a good match. I don't know something like that. Um, yeah, I really like this match. You know what this felt like to me. And I'll go through some of the stuff here. I know we don't like to spend too, too much time on it, but, um, well, I don't want to say it like that. Let me rephrase that. We have, we have other things to talk about. Let me, let me put it like that. Um, but, uh, they started off with like a standing wrist lock exchange, if you want to call it that. It's yep. not necessarily a wrist lock, but like they were using the wrist holds and the arm holds, which to me, I know you know this. I feel like that vibes very, um, uh, like AAA CML, like that sort of Lucha style. Um, where they don't do the oh, mat definitely. wrestling. There's more mat wrestling in the, the, don't get me wrong, but like that sort of opening style of, <clears throat> excuse me, of the more Mexican wrestling style. Um, yep. And I really enjoyed that because it was a fresh, a, a breath, a breath, a fresh, a breath air anyway. Um, <laughs> in, uh, in AEW, because we don't always get to see that. Sometimes we see a mix of it, but like, man, I'd like to see Angelico get in the mix with this. You know what I mean? I feel like that's, maybe that's why Andrade likes Angelico because he's got that sort of style. Um, I, I write this down in my notes every time. It has to hurt so much to wrestle Ray Phoenix. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. Dude, the Centon dive to the outside spot that he hit was absolutely painful looking for him and for Andrade. Like, what the hell? Andrade almost died. What the hell? Phoenix has no concern for anybody. Um, I, I really want to see Phoenix versus Darby now. Someone will die though, but I want to see it. Um and uh that spot where Phoenix like stuttered on the rope for like three seconds. 
what? Um, uh, yeah. And then they hit an inverted Spanish fly, which I don't know how you don't die doing that. And then, uh, yeah, like right. Rouge coming in with the low blow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, hey, I think all in all, look, this, this, was, this was fun. I mean, both of our favorites don't tell the story of the whole week because there's a lot of good shit going on. But in order to get through that good shit, Garrett, we need to get through some uh, – let's get the people the dark results. So, Damn. All right. <laughs> I, guess, I know uh, you've got uh, Dark Elevation for us. So, uh, Yeah, WW Dark Elevation episode 68. Uh, we opened up with Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez taking on some jobberinos. Um, I like, I like Anthony Agogo being back on commentary. Please keep doing this. He fucking dude. I don't know what it is about Anthony Agogo on commentary. He just makes things seem more legit. I don't know why. Um, maybe because of his legit background. I don't know if that literally works. Yeah, it's gotta be that like certain presence. I feel like he, and his voice sounds fucking perfect for commentary. I don't know why this guy's not on every week. Um, I liked how their movesets actually looked to be able to be combined in this match. Um, there was some really interesting stuff like the serenity lock and the brass, the uh, brass city sleeper for the win again. Um, I, so how I would book this story, uh, slow simmer, let it burn for a while. Add in Ruby as your third super veteran. That's never really gotten the opportunities they deserve. Right. Um, and then have them lose to the baddies. And that's how you trigger Ruby's, uh, heel turn fully. Um, you feel me on that? I feel like that's how this story should go. That's just me though. Yeah. And I'm glad um, they're giving it this much attention, not only on dark, but also on TV. Yeah. We'll get to that as well. Um, that, that, the match was, a uh, interesting. I, I, like I said, I want to see where the story goes. Uh, we had Frankie Kazaria taking on Andrade El Idolo. Um, some good mat wrestling, some good false finishes. They beat the shit out of each other. Hammerlock DDT by Andrade for the win. I believe he calls that move the El Idolo. Um, another interesting pairing that we got on Dark this week, which was uh, Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. So then that looks like it's going to be maybe a permanent pairing, at least not permanent, but like semi-permanent going forward. Um, we saw Max the Impaler and Heidi Howitzer come back. Um, quick, quick match, kind of fun. Um, picked up the win with that greedy leg lock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <clears throat> we had... Uh, we had uh, eh, Swerve Strickland. I almost called him Swerve Scott. Anyway, um, <laughs> Swerve Strickland. And yeah, that was a great name. Keith Lee. It was actually. Um, Swerve and Lee took on some job skis. Uh, Lee sent uh, Swerve a message in this match uh, by not tagging him in. Or Well, it's not that he didn't tag him in. They, just, they did the finish, but he didn't let him do the stomp. Um, so that was kind of like the story there. Uh, we got some more of this on, I believe it was Rampage, or did we get some on Dynamite as well with them? I, we might have got a little bit on both. Um, we had Reba, sorry, we had Rebel in a match. Um, <laughs> every time, bro, I have to. And uh, she lost to Anna J, uh, pretty quickly with the Queen's Lair. All right, um, Anna J hit her with a really nasty leg lariat, though. <laughs> I love Anna J, man. Energy gives no fucks. All right, we had the first instance of uh, the premier athlete this week with Tony Nese taking on Warhorse. Um, Warhorse is so over for no reason at all, and I just love it. He just, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of uh, Night Nightwolf from uh, Mortal Kombat a little bit. I don't know. There's something there. But um, Warhorse uh, got hit with a really nasty soul butt, and that led straight to the running knee. Tony Nese had no time for this fucker. Um, 
and I don't play oh, yeah. that. Um, all right. Ruby Soho picked up a quick squash as well with the Destination Unknown. And then we had a pretty good main event with uh, QT Marshall taking on Matt Seidel. Um, by the way, I'm not memeing about this. If Mark Henry is going to be on commentary and then there's going to be a main event, he should say he shouldn't do it like he does for Rampage, but he should be, he should like gimmick jokey say like, hey, it's time for the main event. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, that would be fun. It'd be kind of funny. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, overbooking this too much, but I don't know. I think it'd be, I think it'd be kind of funny. Uh, Slidell always looking athletic is fucking awesome. Aaron Solo with some shenanigans. The factory got sent to the back. Uh, and then Seidel picks up uh, the nice win with the deep hooks on the Hurricane Rana. So this is Matt Seidel's little, little give back for nice. taking an L a couple weeks back. Yeah. And that takes us to Dark 149. And Dark opens up in the best way possible. And Gary, that's with Max Caster. Yes. He fucking destroyed poor Trevor uh, on the end in the ring. But had to be done. Uh, Serpentico yeah. picks up a victory with the God Style Neutralizer over a very Morales. Chris Statlander is in competition. She whoops Ava Everett's ass. So three quick squashes to open us up. She's in uh, what I'm going to call, and a couple of people are in this right now, Forbidden Door Limbo, just because there's not room for like a lot of the... Unfortunately, I hate to say this, because it's New Japan doesn't have a women's division, there's really not room for the women on the card besides the, the world title. Yeah. Um, so she's in limbo right now, but she'll she'll have some good stuff. I'm sure all these people that got paused for Forbidden Door are going to get some big stuff when they get on the other side. So. Absolutely. And we had Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds picking up a victory over the wingmen, Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. This was a pretty decent match, but yeah, uh, Dark Order picking up wins again. So yep, yep, yep. I'm wondering what the plan is there. The blonde, the varsity blondes and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson. Defeat Teriyaki, Jay Lucas and Lucas Lazard. Great names. Teriyaki, welcome back. Absolutely. But uh, Varsity Blondes and Brock Anderson, new trio, question mark? Maybe? Um, I mean, yeah, Brock had semi-matching gear. We haven't seen Shoddy Lee in a while. I really hope he doesn't let Shoddy Lee go, dude. It's going to look so I bad. he's hurt. Uh, I think he's on our injury list. The, oh, the list okay. that keeps well, growing. Shoddy Lee, I hope he does something with him when he gets back, because I like Shoddy Lee. Um, Diamante picks up a squash match over Devlin Macabre. Uh, Tony Nice in an ROH Pure Rules match defeats JDX. Uh, Tony Nice versus uh, Wheeler Yuta getting set up here. So yeah, okay, sure, I'm I'm down with that match. Um, Calls out Yuta. They're gonna have the match next week. So Tony Tony Nice doesn't understand rope breaks. Um, nope. Uh, <laughs> we get our ROH Women's Champion Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb coexisting again, and they get another tag match. So boosting up their records. And yep, I mean, hey, this is there. This is a storyline that's running through all the shows and cool, right? When, whenever it blows up into whatever it does, which is obviously inevitably going to be a fucking insane ring of honor, women's world title match between the two of them, which is just going to be, it might be the first ring of honor. It might be ring of honors first women's five star match. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, it might've already happened, it but might it, be, like, it might be like their first, like with, without having ring of honor be on TV. Like, you know, like, right. and then that takes us to uh, the main event, Jay lethal versus Blake Christian. And, this is a match worth watching, I would say. I mean, yes. Blake Christian, one of our 205 Live guys, wrestling Jay Lethal. This is, if this is a Ring of Honor match that we're going to get in the future, I'm fucking down, man. This was awesome. Yeah. So um, here's my problem with this. I liked everything I saw Christian do. Um, the crowd didn't care, though, and I'll tell you why. Yep. Because he needs more exposure on TV, I think. Because well, I don't think is- I don't think they knew who he was, dude. I'm going to be honest with you because. He was it's, doing good stuff. That crowd, man, I, they got to get the hell out of that thing. I, I hate these or these universal shows. I really hope that 
this is something going shouldn't that be the smartest crowd like they should know who this is they just don't care and that's really a that's gotta suck if you're blake christian like because you know you're doing good stuff and you know you can get the crowd behind you they're just and i would also i don't know man because i I feel like AEW is such a smart crowd that they gotta know who he is because this is you know that's what i mean so like i feel like he just needs to be used more because i feel like the crowd is smart but doesn't care about you if they don't see you so maybe he gets signed i mean hey that i'm down with it i know he's He's up next in uh, the GCW world title, so good for him. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, Garrett, that's going to take us on to Dynamite this week. We don't really have much news. Um, we're just going to kind of do the pay-per-view predictions, and if you guys already watched that, if you're checking that out, we appreciate it. So, Absolutely. As we were kind of alluding to, Dynamite kicks us off with Brian Danielson. He cannot wrestle at Forbidden Door. The injury curse strikes again. He is not medically compared, uh, cleared to compete. So we were going to get Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's how you know Tony Khan just listens to the fans. And Absolutely. He, I mean, that that is literally the only match. I mean, it's literally the match for the – I'm I'm not even kidding. I think I'm not even going to joke to you. Whoever wins that match, I think, wins the fucking Danielson Award this year. I'm not even joking. Like, and hopefully we get that match at the Tokyo Dome because we're not getting it this week. Oh. So Zack Sabre actually is there. Fucking awesome to see that, by the way. And yes. so long story short, Danielson can't wrestle, but he's found someone that can. And they're going to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door. And they're going to wrestle him uh, for Blackpool Combat Club. So basically we're getting a new member of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, this is, this is the newest member of Blackpool Combat Club. We're going to hold our predictions on this. Yeah, for the show, right? Yeah. But or for the for the prediction for, for the prediction show. So I'm sorry if that's a tease to some of you guys, but we're gonna hold our prediction on who we think it oh, is. Oh, listen to that but, podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that being said, Garrett, what'd you think of this whole segment? Um, the white shirt curse, by the way. Fuck. Yeah. Every time Daniel sends in the white shirt, he's gonna tell you he's injured. But no, anyway. Um. <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, I, it sucks that Danielson, CM Punk can't be involved in this. You know, the two biggest uh, gets that AEW's probably gotten from, um, you know, stars, you know, international wrestling stars that are just over for their name alone. Um, uh, other than maybe, well, Kenny, but whatever. Fuck Kenny. He's not around. But anyway, um, <laughs> hey, you get consideration when you come back, bitch. But anyway, um, Anyway, you know, no, I mean, um, it sucks that he's not going to be involved. Um, he obviously had to come out and say something. You know, he couldn't just like pretend like he was going to be there and then not show up. So uh, it sucks. I wish they had um, done this a couple of weeks ago. Maybe, maybe they didn't know for sure, but like maybe they should have prepped in case that he yeah, couldn't I wrestle. Were, I and think they were trying to be optimistic. This could have been a bigger build, like a mystery opponent that's representing AEW versus New Japan. That's huge. Like you could sell. The I gotta say, I think that. they to fly Saber out. They must have thought there was a chance Danielson could go. Oh, absolutely, because they were going to probably do some kind of brawl or something. You know what I mean? Like um, just, to, just to get yeah. And I'll just leave. I'll I'll end it on this little tease. I'll tell you who I don't think it's going to be, and it's not going to be Jonathan Gresham. So that's all I'll say. It's also and not going to be. I'm going to say Lee Moriarty, who okay, I thought it perfect. might be. Perfect. Yes. So we'll we'll get, we'll we'll tease you up with that. But yes, if if you guys are interested in what we care or at all. Prediction show was probably up as you're listening to this, so we appreciate that. <laughs> um, that being said, Garrett, uh, my notes get a little choppy here, but John Moxley's up next. Uh, correct, and he's pretty much talking about it's all business between him and Tanahashi. 
And I think that is a legit thing, man. Maybe Tanahashi's Dude, been this promo was, I'm sorry. This promo was awesome. Every time fucking Mox opens his mouth, it's just fucking gold, dude. Like That's why he should I, be our world champion. Oh, oops. No. <laughs> <laughs> Little, that's a real tease for you there, bud. But you know what um, I mean? But uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. This promo kicked ass. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this match. Like, I'm, I just like this is exactly what the new Japan versus AEW build to the world title match should be. It should be the respect between the two. Potentially, you know, this would have been like two, like you know, obviously it was Punk versus Tanahashi, but in the same vibe because it's the two top guys right now, like that are like viewed as like obviously Okada, but Okada is like on a different fucking strat. Like he's like on a different planet at this point. Like you know what I mean? Like um, nobody even can touch a can any. Okay, but let's let's pause there. Can anybody and any wrestling company anywhere in the world touch Okada? I don't think they can. The only like, man they can is hurt. It's Kenny Omega. It's literally, it's literally Kenny. Yeah. That's why they also that they, they probably would have been one of the matches if Kenny was available. Like unironically. Like you know what I mean? Like. Absolutely. Um, can you imagine if we got Kenny versus him five at the show? Oh my! It God. would have been unbelievable, and I think that's that probably would have been the IWGP title match. Let's be honest. I think but. Kenny's Kenny did have an interview with Fightful, and it sounds like Kenny's pretty sad he couldn't make it. So, and he probably him. would have been in that Fatal Four Way, you think, right? But um, and then yeah, sorry, so Adam. and then we have our tag match that we covered. We had the yes. shenanigans after, and then we have the Christian Cage promo and. Is Christian Cage taking notes from MJF, dude? Because this was fucking awesome. Didn't he say verbatim an MJF line at one point? Um, <laughs> he might have, but he lit Jungle Boy up. He brought up his father who passed away. I mean, dude, this was fucking evil. He got booed out of the building. And I'm telling you right now, AW needs this. We need a heal. Oh, yeah. Boo. We, we've been talking about this feud for months. Like, Because with be MJF gone, even though MJF isn't injured, you might as well put him on the list because he's gone. We need a heel like this. And this Jungle Boy Christian Cage feud is off to a hot start. And Luchasaurus comes I have to out. Ask you, okay, since you brought it up, I have to ask you, where's your barometer on that? Are we still being worked with MJF? I don't know, man, because you think that he'd be here. So But they would have teased it at some point, right? So maybe right? it's real. I don't know. Hopefully he show if he shows up at Forbidden Door, I, I think we're in the That would be the greatest spot ever. He shows up and they act like he's not supposed to be there, dude. But if oh MJF is still gone a month from now, I'm gonna start being like, Yeah, maybe they couldn't figure stuff out. No, yeah, they're still obviously negotiating if it's still not. They're, they're figuring something out, yeah. They've gotta be but negotiating at this point. I'd the shocked, last thing but. of this promo here is Luchasaurus comes out, Christian Cage tries to reason with him, mentioning what happened to Marco's stunt. Yep. I thought that was a good name drop for this promo and kind of hugs him. Is Luchasaurus going to join Christian Cage as his fucking henchman? I'll say this. It's better than if they just decide not to do anything with Luchasaurus. So. Agreed. I, I think this is huge. And you could build a nice uh, uh, TV main event match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with Jungle Boy still trying to get Luchasaurus to come back to the light side and maybe Luchasaurus yes. cheats, go back to cheats or... Um, or maybe d- does something like maybe just like, gets himself disqualified with a chair or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, or and then hits the concerto. How far and he out turns. do you think they stretch this? I I would stretch this like you did like the last couple of, of feuds that the crowd seemed to really react to in the MJF and Punk and the. Do you think they stretch um, it to all out in October in August? Maybe not that far, but you could definitely. What's the next TV pay per view type thing we have coming up? I'd, I'd stretch Blood it to and guts. No, 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 no. I know, guts, right? Too. I think blood and guts Quake and at the lake. Quake at the lake. Okay, stretch it to there, and then you can work it because that's what they did with um 
I want to say it was uh, maybe it was stat versus um, yeah either way or something one of the yeah. Brit matches we got a couple of what maybe it was uh, the and first they'll have time to match. figure this out and it'll be good but yeah cool um we then jump into the Young Bucks they announced they are paired with Bullet Club for one more night and it'll be against the Sting Darby Allen and his cronies. Which, now that we know that the match has an update, it's Young Bucks and El Fantasmo against Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi. So, pretty cool match there. Um, yeah. Bullet Club, one night only. Absolutely. I like it. At All Atlantic Championship qualifying match, Penta Oscuro versus Malachi Black. And this was a pretty quick match. Uh, Super athletic, though. Yeah, Malachi pretty much. The Avalanche package pile driver. They had some a fast exchange of strikes, and he hit the black mass for the three count. I mean, this is pretty quick. Immediately I, after, I, yeah, I agree that it was short. I still think it was the best match of the tournament. Like, um, okay, I think it was really. I mean, it was what it was the best one on paper. I think you know, um, and it, it it is exactly what it turned out to be. Um, and then we got a straight into a Miro promo right after, which I liked because Miro was just like, fuck you. I'm not waiting till the end of the Miro, Miro was there. Pack came down and Miro, Miro said he's being tested by God and he'll walk away as the first Atlantic champion. He said, tell your God I want to talk. <laughs> just shit like that. And then, yeah, I mean, this this match is going to hump. Uh, no Tomohiro Ishii. Instead, we have Clark Connors in the match now, which is very upsetting because I think Ishii and Miro was part of the uh, excitement of this match. And now we're not getting yeah. it. So, but again, oh, well. we knew Malachi was winning. If you guys didn't know that, uh, kudos to you. But that Correct. did take the wind out just a little bit, but not enough to hurt the enjoyment of it. Uh, a Wardlow vignette airs. He wants to be TNT champion. Do you think they're going to just announce at the pay-per-view Wardlow and Scorpio at Blood and Guts? Or what do you think? It could be, yeah. I could see Wardlow come out with Tony Schiavone in between a match that like slaps. You know what I mean? Um, and being like on the ramp, you know, they do this on the ramp interviews at the pay-per-views, just have Wardlow yeah. come out and be like, oh, I am, I'm getting Friday a title on shot. Rampage. Yeah. This Friday on Rampage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shivani, even anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Adam um, Hangman Page is able to get a victory over his old rival, Silas Young. Chop City, bitch. Uh, Chop City, bitch. Uh, he was, he's a guy from Milwaukee. So I think Adam Page right now is kind of doing a thing where he's beating people not in the company, and I think that's part of the story. Whether it's David Finley, it was Silas Young. There was another one I'm forgetting right now. But he um, is he's beating yeah. people not Kinoske. in the company, kind of building Kinoske up. Kinoske is technically signed, but he's yeah. yeah, he's a DDT guy. So you but, know. And it's that's kind of the story here, right? This is a perfectly fine match. I see some people are upset that – Guys like Silas are getting time. I mean, because he's not a New Japan guy here. So I think this is just. This is clearly a guy Tony's bringing into Ring of Honor. Shut the fuck out with exactly. everybody. Like, what the hell? I, think, I think what he's trying to do is warm people up to those Ring of Honor guys. Hence our little interview on Rampage. Dude, if he's bringing back the era of Ring of Honor that it feels like he's bringing back that sort of like 2017 to 20 like era of like all oh, like Silas Young, Jay Lethal, Adam Page, Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Like. And you got Samoa Joe in there. Probably so. got 2016, but wait, with a few years before that, whenever the fuck they were all still there, you know what I mean? Like, and Samoa Joe as your television. Oh. And and Man, it sucks that Samoa Joe can't defend that television title because you know he would have had somebody from New Japan to fight him for it. Oh, oh yeah. And the real story here is the aftermath, right? 
Adam Cole comes out, tries to bad mouth Hangman. He gets cut off by Jay White. And then White once again revealed that he would not be defending his title against either Page or Cole. Page starts fighting him. Adam Cole jumps in. We get teased that Jay White's going to get cracked over the head with his own title. Garrett, the fucking coin drop. Kazuchika Okada is here. I freaked out. I didn't think we were getting Okada on... W, or on WWE, on, on AEW TV, dude. Oh, it felt I just like he was ducking, and the rumors came out again two weeks ago that, yeah, he's not he's not in the cards. Okada's not wrestling. That's a big reason he dropped the belt, and it was like, oh, fuck, here we go again. It's like, no, they made it work. We need Okada on the show. This We need him, with all the injuries especially. Was, yeah, I would say there was injury rumors too, which I thought was like, hopefully it's the New Japan shit where they say someone's injured when they just don't want to wrestle, you know, like... I yeah, and but, so which hopefully is that you know, but like, ah, and this I'm so excited we're gonna caught at this pay per view, dude. Like, it's gonna be awesome. Exactly, and this sets up our fatal four way. So we'll we'll be. Talking I was thinking that, that a couple weeks ago. I was like, is this was just building to like I thought originally triple threat because Okada wasn't in the cards yet. So was I was like, is that what this is building to? That's fine. I just you know I thought they would do more than that with the with the main title in New Japan, but I mean it makes sense. I guess if they hadn't just had Dominion, it would be a little easier to just book a singles match, but. Um, yeah, and it's going to work, man. It, it, this will be enjoyable. So, Yeah, absolutely. Stokely Hathaway and Jade Cargill announced that Red Velvet is injured. They revealed that they're on the lookout for a new baddie and invite people to send in their applications on social media. And Stokely saying to keep it PG. Statlander and Athena answer this by saying the baddies can get whoever they want because they align themselves with Willow Nightingale. Again, I, I do believe Tony now sees the potential with Willow. It's only a matter of time until she gets the all elite uh, thing. Mm-hmm. She's fucking amazing. We weren't able He's to clearly got her in mind for his Ring of Honor tag division. Yeah. Or, sorry, Ring of Honor women's division, I should say. Um, so, so. Red Velvet, another one injured. I honestly don't have a prediction for the, who the baddie could be because I don't think she's in the company. Nah, it's just going to be somebody. I, I think maybe Trisha Dora would be perfect. She's, be cool. she's been there. Again, assuming they're kind of keeping it with what they're currently doing. Um, but yeah, I mean. They have the AAA connection, so maybe bring in like Taya Valkyrie. That'd be cool. Like. Um, yeah, hey, we, we'll see. I mean, I think the options are here. I uh, Yeah, I'm optimistic at uh, who it's going to be because they're clearly being smart with who they pick. I mean, they've they've made us care more about Kira Hogan in two months than we did in the previous 12. That's just the way she's been booked. So it's nice to see. We jump into Absolutely. Marina Shafir versus Tony Storm, and I'm going to let you take it away on this one, Garrett. Uh, yeah. yeah what would you think so- of this? Yeah, it was. I thought I so when I originally watched uh, Dynamite, I actually had to rewatch this match because I was like half asleep. Um, so I had to rewatch it because originally I really disliked this match. I was like, "What the hell? Why would they? Why would they throw Marina in this position?" You know, it just didn't look good. Um, because all I remembered from the match was that she dropped uh, Tony Storm on her head really hard <laughs> on a German suplex. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Nyla Rose." Thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, she was interesting in the shenanigans. I mean, I like that Nyla Rose doesn't really care what the rules of your match are. She's just going to interfere. She doesn't. She doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like she's a fucking um, badass. <laughs> um, and like no one's going to stop her. Um, so uh, there was a, a a gnarly headbutt at one point from uh, from Tony Storm. Um, th- this makes me lead. Excuse me. Let me rephrase. This leads me to believe that this title match between uh, Tony Storm and <laughs> Uh, Thunder Rosa is going to be extremely hard hitting and Jesus Christ, Tony, the fucking hip attacks are out of control. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I got to say, man, with them being the only women's match on the show, I hope they go and fucking steal the show. I hope so, too. I hope that because that would make New Japan look really silly if they did that. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome, dude. It would be fucking awesome if they do this. And yeah, I would love it. I would love it. And I agree with you, man. I think this is perfectly fine. Thunder Rosa and Tony, get me. I'm excited for it. Well, yeah. We get the uh, rundown of the card. There's a Darby Allen and Sting thing talking about the match. That dudes with attitude, which you kind of already touched. John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Archer. Or, well, Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. Um, this was kind of a bit of a clusterfuck. And it's either a good way or a bad way, depending on how you feel about stuff like this. But William Regal uh, almost spoiled the main event. Um. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. You know, pretty much this match ends up with... Uh, Tanahashi getting the pin on Lance Archer, which is probably something we all could have seen coming. <laughs> this was the perfect match to just let commentary talk about how much like history and how many of the guys had done stuff in New Japan. And it was just wild how many people, uh, how like, let's think about this for a second. Chris Jericho, Lance Archer, huge amount of history in Japan. Lance Archer came from New Japan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Tanahashi. Biggest, biggest hard-hitting New Japan star besides Okada in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, multi-United States champion in Japan. I mean... Multi-time world champion in multiple companies around the world. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and all-around badass. I mean, this is just such a fucking well-put-together match. And then William Regal on commentary. It's just... And it had to be in the main event, too. Oh, absolutely. This was a perfect way to end the show, dude. I mean, that's just what it was. Like, Sling Blade and, from um, always looks beautiful. And I like Tanahashi picking up a pin in an AEW ring that just looks beautiful, you know, like. Yep, it's a good look, and it worked. Uh, after the match, Kingston, Guevara, Archer, Wheeler Yuta, Suzuki, uh, Shota Umino, and the rest of the JAS brawl outside the ring. And the entire time they're brawling, Moxley and Tanahashi are staring each other down. I thought that was a nice little touch. I think it went like a 90 seconds too long. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, like, I just, I was bored. I was like, eh. Yeah, it, it went, it went a little. intercutting between chaos and not chaos really is as compelling as tony thinks it is right now i don't think it is but whatever yeah just, eh. just uh it could have been cut if, up, okay it picture this better. like they just do that stare down and that's how the show ends and they just do that for like 15 seconds i feel like that's a better ending but <laughs> right so yeah man that's our uh our forbidden door uh go home show right uh dynamite go home show um i as a go home show i mean i i enjoyed it i think they built up a lot of the storylines that we were looking for so thumbs up for me how about you, Gary? Same. I would agree. Uh, solid thumbs up. And then we jump into Rampage here where we already talked about the opener, which is the majority of the show. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Kingston's backstage. He's excited about Forbidden Door. He's got his blood. In, he's got his eyes on blood and guts. And he wants to taste Chris Jericho's blood because he wants to know how a coward's blood tastes. And Jericho is <laughs> pretty fucking hilarious on commentary. He's like, this is disgusting. This guy needs to be locked up. Be in locked a cage. Up. Put him in a cage. Tony Stark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Box of scraps. All right. Uh, ring, ring of Honor champion Mercedes Martinez and Serena D make their way down to the ring. And Garrett, it's time for our next matchup. And this is basically about them coexisting again. Same thing we talked about on Dark and Dark Elevation. So three times this week. Um, long story short, Mercedes and Deeb double team Sierra, then do the same to Luck, and they apply simultaneously submissions. And they get him to tap at the same time. So after the match, they get into it briefly, but back off and exit. 
I mean, this is- uh, yeah, just just briefly before this match, I, I don't have much to say about it. I'm, I'm just curious where that storyline is going. We did also get the little update from Swerve and Lee, um, where they were like, oh, "We might get there," and that happened. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they got a match on the, the buy-in, and it's against a, a tag team that's been together, won many titles, so that'll be fun. But yeah, I mean. Anything of note here? Three and zero this week for them as a tag. I just want to see where it's going. That's all I want to do yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? I want to know Honestly, where the storyline is going. It's going to lead to a Ring of Honor Women's World Title match, right? That's what it has up, to. Right? With all the tags that we get on Dark and Elevation, I wouldn't mind seeing them run it against maybe Soho and. Anna oh, Chai. I'm saying like run this for a while, dude. Imagine the match, the the four. Oh my god, I just booked the greatest freaking women's tag match of all time: Serena and Mercedes versus uh, Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. Oh, absolutely, and that would work great. I, I feel like that would be something that uh, we could definitely enjoy. So we then go to Tully Blanchard. He's backstage. He's hyping up his new group, and they're putting the AEW locker on notice. This is the first time we've heard of this group, I believe, since the ROH pay-per-view. Am I correct? <laughs> so, again, more Ring of Honor talent kind of making its way back into the picture. Lexi is then backstage with Ring of Honor World Champion Jonathan Gresham, who's with Lee Moriarty. And I think they're setting up a tag between that group and these two. What do you think of that? Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, I like that Lee Moriarty is obviously getting a Ring of Honor World title match, which I suggested a while back. Um, I really like that because the match him and Gresham will have will be fucking awesome. Yeah, um, it'll, it'll be pretty sweet to watch too. So, And I, I remember saying Gresham and him would be cool as like a tag too, like, or at least like a, a part of a faction together when Jay Lethal was still not a heel. Um, so... Uh, I would like to see Liam Moriarty do some more stuff, please, and thank you. We jump to Hook versus the DKC. Hook uh, trips him up to start, tosses him into the corner, unloads a heavy fuckload of strikes, lights him up with some more chops to the chest, and plants him with a suplex, locks up the red rum, and he taps. Um, this was smooth again, of course, with Hook. It's always smooth. Uh, it was a quick match, but the crowd was into it. The crowd is still into Hook. No sight of Dan Housen here. I was a little surprised by that, I thought. but Yeah, they just... Do you think they're just? Do you think like the ratings didn't happen the way you thought it would? And I think they're just going to be on his own at times too. Like he doesn't. So why even put them together? Like that's so silly. Like I don't know. I mean, hey, anything to get him on. I team. think Tony might have realized his mistake there, dude. Hook's a serious character, man. Like, yeah. So yeah, we just got to see where it goes. But uh, one small yeah. note that I had about this that I love about every time they and then I don't know if they always have Bryce Remsburg as the referee for Hook. I could be wrong. I, it might always be though because every time I'm pretty sure Bryce Remsburg does this little tap on his shoulder because he's not looking in the ring to let him know the match is about to start. And I think that's like I don't know Bryce Remsburg. A lot of people complain about Bryce Rems, Bryce Remsburg. Little touches like that are the things that make me like Bryce. You know what I mean? Like, because who would fucking touch Hook? You know what I mean? But even Hook's like, yeah, Bryce doesn't mean anything by this. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, fuck it, we're good. Like whatever. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Like, yeah, it's like it's like Andrade fist bumping the fan that was talking talking shit. A lot of people are gonna call him a pussy for that, but that was like that was really cool. Like, it diffused the situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and. It's then announced QD Marshall and Aaron Solo will face Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi at Forbidden Door during the buy-in. Caprice Coleman joins commentary. Mark Henry does the tri-box interview with Jeff Cobb and Cash Wheeler. Um, again, fine interview. I think they touched up uh, Jeff Cobb and the Olympics and all that. and Yeah, set up our main event here, which is Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler. We start with the lockup. 
they're they're kind of going at it, cracking shots on each other. Wheeler's hitting that shoulder tackle. He hits the drop kick. I mean, look, multiple headlocks here. So we're kind of starting off with some chain wrestling like we figured. Mm-hmm. But we then cut to a commercial. We come back. Wheeler is working, you know, working Cobb over in the ring. He goes for his tornado DDT, misses. Tour of the Islands hits him, uh, hits Wheeler, I should say, from Cobb. And then that turns into a roll-up. He gets slammed, gets hit with the Tour of the Islands again. The one, two, three, Jeff Cobb wins. So the Tour of the Islands, the first one was kind of countered into a roll-up. I kind of messed that up. But, yeah, it was it was a cool counter. This was a quick match. As you can tell, that's why I went through the whole thing there because this was our main event. And I, I want to say with that commercial, I mean, it was, it was quick, man. There was not much yeah. here. And, and then there was like a really wild brawl at the end. And I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't know if I give a shit about these wild brawls to end the show anymore. Like, they don't mean anything. I see why like, they're for Forbidden Door, but I just don't think I – don't, I don't know. It wasn't for me. I'm with you. Yeah, there. I mean, it's it's a – you know, this is something that a lot of – I think a lot of um, wrestling companies, when they're booking the last week before a pay-per-view, and they're not quite sure what to throw – in a main event, they're just like, well, I mean, this is a big match that's happening. Grab a couple guys from it. It'll be good. Will it make sense? It doesn't have to make sense. It's just, you know, a match. So, I mean, like, eh, like I'm with you. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't spectacular, really. but yeah, I think Orange Cassidy and, and Osprey were, were the fucking most notable part of it for me. And Eddie Kingston just wanting to kill everyone. Yeah, Eddie Kingston was on a... Eddie Kingston trying to murder Chris Jericho over the last five minutes was pretty funny. Individually, Um, it was pretty good stuff in there. But yeah, man, that's it for uh, Rampage for us. Next week, we got Forbidden Door on Sunday and Blood and Guts. All we got so far is uh, Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. We have to get a bunch of announcements Sunday, right? Like. Assuming so, I mean, this might take that might take an hour to be a, on the show. I mean, that's probably going to be an hour long match. So, I don't know how much more we're going to get, but we will see. So, yeah, I mean, um, a bunch of announcements, but at least a couple matches. Like, can't just be that match. I got to be Wardlow somewhere, and and maybe it's an opportunity to get some more women on the show. Then the following week, at Blood and Guts, huh? Fuck it, uh, absolutely. So yeah, guys, that'll be it for us. Uh, you guys can catch Garrett. Twitch, the Duke of Derps, Garrett. What do you what are you streaming this next week? Um, I mean, I just posted a tweet earlier. I've uh, I took like this week off, pretty 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 uh pretty much the whole week off because I was just like really exhausted and burnt out. But um, but I'll be back this week, and uh, I've been playing a lot of Yu Gi Oh Master Duel recently, Ooh. so I'll probably play a little bit of that. I'm like in the gold division on that yeah, right okay. now. So okay. I like so, it. I like it. I'm trying to get to platinum by the end of uh, but. Okay, I think the season ended tonight, but okay, maybe next season. But <laughs> send it in. So yeah, guys. Um, yeah, we appreciate that. Hopefully, you check out our Forbidden Door predictions, and yeah, catch us Sunday night. We'll be covering the show after. So you guys take care, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Vision.